ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Prizer Show with me, Prizer, here on Cornwall Revolution Radio and out of grism.blogspot.com. Or, Mammy, welcome to the best news aggregate site on the World Wide Web. It's good to have your company, folks. And if you'd like to join us in the chat room, click on the HTML5 chat link on the top right hand side of the page, just below the player of your choice. I'd also like to welcome listeners of Eurofolk Radio. Good to have you all on board. And I'd also like to make it clear to all listening that I reserve all rights to my words, as do my guests. So, folks, it's uh, Monday, 21st September 2020. Uh, welcome all. I hope you're all uh, getting through these crazy times okay. Um, we have uh, our guest tonight. He, uh, she's actually a an avid listener to the show, uh, which is great, and she's been corresponding with both myself and Graham down through the last few months. And um, she's got a very interesting story to tell. Basically, she's uh, been a targeted individual for quite a number of years now, so we're she sent me a kind of a, her story, which is a, which I put up on the <clears throat> on the Mammy site. There, you can read through it afterwards. We, we'll put it up after the show as well, you know, for the podcast as well. But a very interesting story, and I think it's something that could affect a lot of people coming up now with this. What's what's happening at this moment in time, and so I think this is a very important topic to to bring out. And I know there's lots of other people out there who are suffering the exact same thing. Uh, in fact, next week we're going to have. Um, a guest which we did have on our show um, about a year ago maybe or even less, I don't know, but we've had him on twice Loki Hulgard over in Canada and now he's been in touch with me too saying that he's been gang stalked as well so it's just uh, the timing about this is, is amazing because Helen uh, our guest here tonight uh, contacted me and then Hoki, Lo- sorry Loki contacted me afterwards and um, on the exact same topic so we're going to do a show tonight with, with Helen and now we're going to, uh, next week we're going to have uh, talking to Loki. So yes, it's uh, Helen Gurney from the UK. Uh, Helen, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us tonight. Thanks very much for having me, Bryzer. It's great to be on. I love the show and it's great. really good and an honour to be on. So thank you. Yeah, yeah just after reading your story, I thought, you know, we've got to, um, to get you on here because um, this is a... Uh, it was a very just the interesting story. It was quite, quite horrendous, actually. I was like shocked, uh, taken aback by what actually went through there. But um, so, uh, first of all, do you want to just start off? Tell us a little bit about yourself before we kind of get into the detail of this, and um, what, you know, kind of when you woke up to all of this stuff that's going on around us, or just a brief uh, intro. Well, uh, yeah. Well, basically, um, uh, well. Um, there's nothing really noteworthy about me as such on the face of it anyway. Um, brought up in Merseyside in Liverpool, had a normal upbringing, upper middle, sorry, upper working class and uh, everything's fairly normal, a bit dysfunctional, fairly normal. Um, the only thing was I, I had chronic fatigue in my teens and I think that really affected my um, education and I, I really didn't wasn't able to ask for help. I didn't know what was going on. I just knew something was wrong. But anyway, it threw everything, of course. And uh, so I ended up being a bit of a drifter from there in and out of art college for a bit and um, odd jobs, you know, casual casual work and whatnot. And a brief period abroad, came back and dusted myself down and got a job in the civil service, like you do when you've got no skills. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I spent a bit of time in a job centre, a work permit department, and then Department of Education and Skills, as it was called then. Uh, I took a, I've had enough of it, so I took a package um, that was around about 2006, 
Uh, so it bought me a bit of time, and then I ended up working in call centres and doing really horrible jobs. Uh, and then I had a bash at self-employment from about uh, 2011, and that, you know, was going along okay. From 2012, it was going along okay until about um, 2015. And um, the end of 2015, I had to sell up my house because of this targeting that was going on. Uh, but it was very fortunate in a sense, that I had my house, it was mine, and I had quite a bit of equity um, in it. So I was able to cope, you know, I was able to um, support myself despite not being able to work very much at all. Um, <clears throat> and then um, money was running out, so again, very fortunate that my father passed away in 2001. He'd left his house to me on the Wirral in Merseyside. So it made sense for me to move in there. That was in uh, 2017. And uh, I, I sold that because um, I was being targeted, but I'll go into that later. I sold up there and I moved to Leeds in 2019, early 2019. Um, the city of my choice, which is right. where I am right now. <laughs> uh -huh, yeah. Um, and um, But this kind of just seems to have followed you. Follow where you, you know, from Liverpool to Leeds. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, well, I mean, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, uh, I first became aware that I was being targeted with directed energy weapons. Um, in 2014, it was actually February 2014, I, I remember, I remember it very well when I had that absolute realisation what was going on. Mm -hmm. um, so leading up to that, what happened was from about 2011, 2012, all of a sudden out of the blue, I started having problems with my teeth, with gum problems and everything. And to my horror, uh, I found that my, some of my teeth were starting to come loose. Mm -hmm. It just happened so quickly out of the blue when I thought, oh, shit. So anyway, obviously, I, I had to find... Um, a dentist with the relevant expertise and that, you know, for that kind oh. of issue. So, so a series of costly treatments ensued. Um, and that went on until about <clears throat> 20, 2013. And um, something, there was something funny about the way what he was suggesting my next treatment should be, um, suggesting it was an area of my mouth where you know, there was actually the least amount of damage at the time. And I thought, there's something funny about this. I don't know, I just had a funny feeling. And then um, <clears throat> uh, it was about that time. You know, some years ago, we had loads of rain and it didn't stop for about two months. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and I, had, I think that had something to do with why I didn't feel any problems for a while oh. until uh, early February of 2014. And... Um, so at that particular point, all of a sudden, out of the blue, I started feeling this toothache again. I thought, oh, no, I'm going to have to think about going to that woman dentist again or what am I going to do? Because I didn't, I didn't really want to go back. Mm -hmm. But then this pain over a period of just minutes it es escalated to the point where I was in absolute agony. And I thought, shit, what's this? What, what, what am I going to do now? And um, I was in so much pain. And it occurred to me, my, it feels like my flesh is burning in my mouth. And I thought, this is just not natural. Uh -huh. Fortunately, I had heard 
there's uh, this phenomenon about microwave weapons. I'd heard of it, and yeah. it just jumped into my mind. I thought, something's going on here, and I grabbed uh, an oven tray that was in the kitchen at the time. I just grabbed it. I placed it to my mouth where I was feeling the pain, and that pain cut out instantly, and I thought, this is all being induced, and I just knew from that point yeah. on that I was being targeted with energy weapons. Yeah, yeah so that was That's... that was the start of it. Yeah. <laughs> that was the yeah. start of my... Um... So it must have been quite strange, like, uh, suddenly, you never had any dental problems much during your life, did you, or did you... Well, I kept away from them. I did. Yeah, fillings when I was a kid here and there, and I, yeah. I didn't. Uh, I don't. I don't. You know, put much faith in doctors and dentists. And I, I don't know. I had a funny feeling I was on some sort of blacklist anyway, so I didn't want to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't really want to go to, um, you know. To, to someone kind of official or anything like that. Yeah, I, well, I, I, I haven't. I haven't been to a dentist since 1988. Do you know what? I think they're a waste. Of, I think they're a con now. I don't think most oh, people yeah. do. I mean, they, I think they do more damage. They do well, more they do, damage than uh, than than good. Yeah. yeah, I really believe that. Yeah. And I came across um, I came across information about turmeric. You know mm-hmm. the the spice that you put in curry yeah. and whatnot. Mm-hmm. That's got incredible properties, especially you know for certain things and including your gums. So it's really, really good. So I was fortunate I stumbled across that information at the time, and I used that, and I, I really yeah. do believe that it helped me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, clo- clove oil, I believe, is very good for pain as well. Probably if you use that, and also right. if you do um, what do they call it with uh, swishing with them. Um, Coconut oil or some kind of oil, what's it called? Oil pulling. Which I actually do that. Oh, right. yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah, know yeah, that coconut really that's, good that's, for you uh, as well. Yeah, that's very good. It cleans out your mouth completely, you know. But then again, if you're being yeah. targeted by some kind of energy weapon, I don't know if that's going to be much use. I mean, it'll help maybe, but. Uh, well, but yeah, because. Be, um, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. I was just going to say, I do believe the, the turmeric helped with the, the burning, um, and it, I do believe that it helped me heal and recover. But also, something that your dentist will never tell you about is just use a bit of TCP, you know, to yeah. prevent infection and whatnot. You know, it's just so straightforward. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that, mm-hmm. that's what I just dealt with it myself. So in in a way, I thought, well, at least my teeth issues, you know, it's not coming from me. I'm not just losing my teeth for no reason. It's, it's happening from an external source and therefore I can control it or so I thought I could find ways to shield myself mm. and so ever since then I've been in this battle <laughs> yeah. to try and shield myself in all kinds of different ways but what I hadn't oh. mentioned as well um, was that from about well I'd always been prone to headaches and occasionally get really really bad migraines you know where you're throwing up and you're just in agony so Occasionally I've had those, and then uh, I can't exactly pinpoint the time frame, but it's probably around 2011, uh, 2012. I know it was it was after I, you know, started seeing the dentist that these headaches started becoming uh, really frequent, um, and I lost so much time. I've, I was in pain so much, and I started thinking, well. 
I've got to, I've got to do something about this to try and control. You know, maybe it's caffeine withdrawal. I'm not drinking enough caffeine, so I need to sort out my caffeine addiction, or I need to make sure I'm not sleeping with the windows closed, so I've got enough oxygen coming in and all this. Um, but <clears throat> when I um, when I realised that the tooth problems were being induced, it didn't take much of a leap to realise that that pain to my head was also being induced, and indeed it was, and I could shield from it. Um, so I did a little bit of research, and I, I tried shielding with insulation foil. You know, and I, I put that around me and put it all around me walls in the room. Um, is that like a, really far, a Faraday cage? Is it that type of thing, is it? it? You can use it for a Faraday cage if it's really good quality stuff and you yeah. put it all around the walls. Yeah. Then you have to... I didn't do this because I was just haphazard and it kept coming down. I had to sort of patch it up with pieces. But uh, if you put a thin piece of wire, like copper wire, all around the room um, and then you thread it through to the you know, to the outside and then um, poke it into the ground with a, some sort of metal peg or something like that, and that, that will just turn it into a Faraday cage. Mm -hmm. But uh, what I did, I just covered the room with insulating foil and mylar, um, and that really did help. And I used mylar around my head and around me while I was sleeping as well, and that really did help uh, for quite a while, so I managed that. But, you know, they'd still, every now and again, they'd still get in the head, and um I was getting still very frequent headaches and really I'd, I'd be in agony with them so many times. I lost so much time uh, and, and and so it continued. But more or less, I did manage, I did, I did cope with the shielding that I had. Uh -huh. um, and a very odd thing, a very peculiar thing is when I put me foil up and when I put me mylar up in my room, you know, uh, to, to protect me, I found that um, I felt the pain that was coming to me, to my mouth, but also to my head. I felt as though the pain was coming from the corners of the room or from, you know, where there's any sharp angle. So it felt like they were harnessing the corners of the room to, you know, to, to pinpoint me kind of thing with these weapons. <clears throat> so I covered those up with with mylar, um, and, and that did improve, but it's just... just a weird thing to, to note, really. Uh, but anyway, I carried on like that, and I managed. Uh, I didn't know what I was going to do about being targeted in the long term. Um, I didn't really have a plan as such. I was just trying, busy trying to keep my life together. But then in um, it was April of <clears throat> uh, 2015, and then... The next door, by the way, by this time I'd cottoned on that it was the next door neighbour. I was convinced it was yeah. the next door neighbour. Well, I was going to ask uh, you about that. I was going to ask you uh, if this is a uh, directed energy weapon. Obviously, it's beaming in from somewhere. Yeah. And you're obviously thinking, where yeah. is this coming from? Is it coming from somewhere outside? You're like, you're in a residential area. Is it from another house somewhere? Is it from up high? You know, it's interesting. And yeah. now you reckon it came yeah. from your next door neighbour. So, yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah, well, um, at the time there was a there's a number of young lads lived in there. I, I couldn't keep up with them because they seemed to keep changing and, and with all kinds of visitors. But there was a, a few young lads anyway that that lived there. And when I felt the pain to my head or the pain to my mouth, 
I could tell the direction it was coming from. I could even tell which part of their house it was coming from. It was coming from them. Um, and also there was all kinds of strange behaviours going along with this. And um, I don't know, just one one minor example really is uh, one particular Sunday. I, I get, I've got them more often on Sundays for, for some reason he's mad at aches. Um, but I was out in the back and I could hear them sort of sniggering in a knowing sort of way and lo and behold, very soon I've got this incredible massive headache was in agony with. Um, for all kinds of strange behaviours like uh, going out at early hours in the morning as though to, to a meeting, um, snippets of conversations that I heard. Um, and I heard one of the lads, one of the lads, um, talking to uh, some girl who kept one of the visitors who also thought was a perpetrator over her her saying to him oh, and leaving no evidence and said no evidence except that yes that's right you know that kind of thing mm-hmm. um, and um, <clears throat> you know they'd, they'd come out sort of spy on them see, see, look at their activities uh, as and when I could and um, you know when I'd just been like targeted in my mouth um, I could you know, for instance, one particular time I could see him coming out of the next door. Our front doors were opposite because it was down a little alleyway, so I could see him coming. I could see what they were doing. He'd come out with a little like iPad as though studying what had just happened. I can't mm-hmm. quite explain it, but what was happening to me really synced with their activities. And um, like one occasion, I overheard a conversation early hours, very early hours in the morning and in that conversation was, oh, we're going to a, a Libolian. Um, I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it sounded like Latin, Libolian. And I thought, oh, that sounds funny. Because I, I was listening out, I knew they were perpetrators, so I was listening out at this point, uh, particularly to, to find out what they were up to. And then uh, a short while later, because uh, I had a Pakistani family or an Indian family a couple of doors down and they were talking in whether it was Hindu or Edi or I, I, I don't know but in the middle of this conversation was that word Ibolian <laughs> yeah. so um, I think they were going off to some sort of secret meeting to discuss to discuss things um, yeah. Mm. yeah so um but, Steve, yeah. you, you, you well, just thought, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, there's a little bit of a delay between us, so sorry about that. Um, um, no, no, yeah. um, fine. No, what I was just saying is that it, so there was just your next door neighbours, they were, you thought they were probably what, students or something, was it? Or, or, no, just, they were working, just just young lads. Just yeah, yeah. working and just, just renting the house or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. well, uh, yeah, renting, yeah. Um, yeah, but, but, yeah, did, but you, did you notice anything really suspicious about them normally, or, or, or did you, were they just kind of coming and going? I mean, because it's very hard to figure out, like, who, who are these people? Did you kind of speak to any of them? Did you, you know, did you communicate with any of them? Passing, you know, yeah, yeah I met so. them and shook their hands and, uh, you know, and whatnot. But uh, one of the guys who was renting, he actually ended up buying the house off the, off the owners. Um, but I thought, I thought one of them was okay. I was, you know, I was absolutely convinced the other one in particular was a perpetrator. 
Um, I know this is going to sound mad, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Either, but uh, it's just that the, the pattern, the pattern of events with neighbours, it just follow, it follows me. Um, but in uh, in 2015, April 2015, there was all this mad uh, drilling through the wall, uh, really up close, you know, in the party wall. Mm-hmm. And it really disturbed me because it felt like it was going right through the wall. And I thought, oh, it's, you know, it's going to damage the wall at this rate. It was really bloody annoying. But anyway, I thought, well, you know, this doesn't bode well. This doesn't bode well for me. Uh, but that's got something to do with the targeting. And um, and then from about June, uh, things really ramped up. And the target to, to my mouth was much more acute and I knew that there was something else going on mm-hmm. um, right now <clears throat> this this one particular occasion uh, there was like a plumber or something that would come round to next door and I could see him in the kitchen and uh, at one point the kitchen was darkened and I could see emanating from this blue beam like this blue light and I thought bloody hell I wonder what that is and um, and anyway, shortly after, um, shortly after that, I observed that I happened to be walking through into my kitchen, and I felt this sudden sharp pain, and this blood poured out of my mouth. Wow. Uh, it'd been like um, an incision into my mouth, but invisibly, yeah. uh, and um, I was that blood. And then that same night, I knew it was an assault and attack. There's something quite serious. And I was really worried going to sleep that night. Um, because I just thought, oh, this is, you know, this is not good. And um, I was just drifting up to sleep. And again, this very sharp pain. And I ran into the bathroom and I, I spit, spitting out blood uh, from my gum tissue. And then um, shortly after that, I happened to notice in the mirror, I was checking my gums and I noticed a vertical incision, a 90 degree vertical incision into my gum tissue. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I knew that was a surgical procedure that had been done invisibly. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm missing a bit out of the story here, Bryza, because uh, when I... Um, sorry, I beg your pardon, I'm getting a bit confused in the sequence of events here. All right. But... Uh, yeah. So when I knew when I knew something fishy about the dentist, and I knew that my gum problems were being induced, I googled. Um, sorry, I googled <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, dentists and um, microwave energy weapons, and it came up with uh, uh, an organisation called ICAAT, I believe it was, which is like. Uh, you know, an organisation that works on behalf of targeted individuals. And on there, I found a, a video with Barry Trower. I don't know if you've heard of Barry Trower. He's a yeah, famous him, yeah. microwave yeah. expert. And yeah. he, was, he was explaining that uh, all about microwave weapons. Um, <clears throat> and they were having this discussion, and the, the molar at the top um, left-hand side of the jaw is frequently where people were people are finding that they've been chipped mm-hmm. and they've been chipped at the dentist in that particular location right. um, and probably the reason for that is it's very close to something called a vagus nerve 
and that's like the main nerve that runs from your brain right through all these areas. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right through yeah. your body. Um, and I realised that there was, there was targeting that specific part of my body to... I realised they intended to implant me with a brain chip. I realised that was the intention all oh, along yeah. from that point. Wow. Well. Um, yeah, and... Uh, oh. <laughs> Sorry. I, yeah, so this... Um, well, that is the first dentist you went to. You reckon he did something well. So you you went to get well, you, your, your teeth you know, checked out. Did he? I think yeah. Did he put, yeah, put, might, have put think, he might have put something into your mouth into your teeth or something? Or, I um, think he did, yeah. Because that's did, when did, did I was he, he didn't give you um, any sedation or anything like that, did he? While he was dealing with you. Because, yeah, you know, like, uh, I had, I had injections. I had an antibacterial injection at some point, and I had. Uh, you know, uh, anaesthetic injection. Right. I had a couple of them. Yeah, so you wouldn't so feel. So no. I do. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I, I think is you know I do believe that he um, chipped me with something, and that has enabled the torture to my head because mm. it it really is torture, um, and I, I I can. I can shield myself from it, so I know it's been induced. I know it's coming from an external source. Mm. Uh, so this um, must be. A, I know this. It must be a tiny little chip they put in somewhere, uh, in between your teeth, maybe, or in your gum, underneath your gum, or something. No, Did, I think it's very easy to just. Where do you think they put uh, this? Well. Well. Your upper jaw is not that far away from your from your brain, from your temple. Well, not really. I think no. I think, I think sinus, that's how they got in cavity, there. Sinus cavity. Or hey? The sinus cavity or something like that. Well, Maybe where I there? get the pain. Yeah. No, I I don't think so. Where I get the pain is um, in my temple and the top of my forehead. Mm. So. <clears throat> Uh, I don't I don't know how it works. Maybe it's just like a, a homing device for for them to point weapons at me. But I, I do believe it's some sort of torture implant. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, I, mean, um, I I had so, it this week. Yeah. Sorry. No, I'm just saying. Um, okay, so you eventually left that house because you realised that. Your neighbours, whoever they are, something was going on. Well, yeah. So, John, do you want to just take, take take it from there, where you kind of left from your your first, you know, where, where yeah. it all started, yeah. and you figured yeah, out so, you had to do something so, with your neighbours. Possibly your dentist put something in you. You don't know yet, but or you're not a hundred percent sure, but it's it's quite possible. And, um, yeah, I think it, I, I I I think he did, and that's when I started getting these really right. mad, uncontrollable headaches. Yeah. Um. And and the the ramping up of the attacks in my mouth, I was actually not just going to burn, but been mutilated because it's like little chunks of flesh were been were coming oh, out my gosh. mouth. Because so after I knew I'd been, after I knew I'd been injured, I'd, I'd, I'd spit out. Sorry, it sounds a bit gross. I'd spit out, but there's like little globules in it, like um, little little pieces of flesh, and. Yeah. Uh, what what I what I'm certain it is now. I didn't I didn't know what the hell it was at the time. I just knew it was some sort of cute way of targeting someone. But what I realised it was now it's lasers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, uh, you know, uh, laser weapons or whatever. 
Yeah. Um, and I do believe they had to be right up close to get me, hence all the, the mad drilling through the walls. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, like you say, I left, I packed up, I left that house, and I thought, oh, you know, they put so much effort into targeting me there, it's not going to be easily replicated. Mm-hmm. Uh, but little did I know, it just, it just followed me. Um, so I spent a bit of time in a in a Buddhist centre, <laughs> and I spent yeah. a bit of time with with, with a mate, um, and then I finally found somewhere to rent. And lo and behold, it all started up again uh, with the uh, with targeting and the, the mad drilling through the walls. And I knew what it was, and I could hear snippets of conversation, and it was all coinciding with what I was feeling, where I was feeling. Like I was being assaulted. For mm-hmm. example, one occasion at, the, at that precise moment, I felt something. I heard someone say to the woman, you know, who, who owned the house, um, "Good work." <laughs> you know, little really? things like that. Yeah. And I could yeah. actually hear. I could actually mm-hmm. hear little clicking noises. Mm-hmm. Uh, click. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So yeah, this this must have been really freaky stuff going on here. I mean, suddenly you're just out of the blue, you're being just well, assaulted like this, um, and then yeah, not, well, not, knew, not knowing when you're going to be attacked or anything, you know. Well, every night I knew every night when I when I was I was vulnerable when I was going to sleep, not just you know milling around the house any old time. It's when I was um, in bed drifting off to sleep when I was asleep. That's when they would get me. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, I, I knew I knew better than to <laughs> call the police or do anything like that because it just sounded so mad. Um, and yeah. that's what they want you to do anyway. They want you to they want you to report something and sound mad. So that yeah, so they, they just, just put you into you know? <clears throat> yeah, they lock you up somewhere, you know, in a padded cell. Well, you know? exactly. Yeah, yeah, fill, fill you, yeah. Fill you full of all sorts of psycho drugs and stuff. So, um, yeah, okay, do exactly so, what they want then. So then again, is it so you know, so you moved house and you thought, okay, I can get away from it, and nobody knew probably where you were going, I suppose. And then the same thing mm-hmm. starts up again, exact same mm-hmm. scenario drilling yeah. in the wall, uh, being yeah. attacked, your, your gums and your teeth and everything. And mm-hmm. this, yeah, that's whoa, that, <laughs> yeah, that would freak me out, that would definitely. So, well, um, it, it was an odd one because on the one hand, I was, I was living in this strange, unreal paradigm. And on the other hand, I was, I was just having to go on me, with my life like everything was normal. <laughs> um, and I thought, if I could just figure out a way to shield myself, I can, you know, report my findings to the wider world, but I can also get on with my life <laughs> stupidly. <laughs> That's what I thought. Um, yeah, well, and that, that was my... my that must have been difficult for you, Helen, if you were in pain a lot of the time. I mean, did you find when you left the house and went off and did something else, it was okay, and so when you got back to the house, it came back again? Is that, did you kind well, of find that? Well, at, at that particular time, I rented a, a office out because uh, I was trying to get my business up and going. And I had all these these plans, which is, in hindsight, was extremely foolish, given the fact that I knew I was a target. But I just didn't. I just, for some reason, I didn't expect it to just follow me so readily like it did. And um, when I was in, it was just a, a few miles, a few miles away where I had my little office. 
uh, and in there, I'd still get the, the pain from my head. Uh, so I think that can come from anywhere. I do believe that can come from a satellite. It could come from anywhere. Whereas the very acute targeting with lasers, I do believe it's lasers, I think they have to be right up close, you know, short range. Um, from my experience, that's that's what I've observed anyway. Yeah. Yeah, and and sometimes I just go and sleep in my little office just to try and get away from it, and it was it was it would still happen, but it wasn't quite as acute. Mm-hmm. Although uh, the pain to my head was, and really, uh, when that pain sets in, it is unbelievable. It feels like your your brain has been starved of oxygen, and mm-hmm. <laughs> and. Um, and um, all this talk about oxygen and 5G, and there's a, there is a link there. It really feel, felt like my brain was dying. It was starving and absolute agony. And usually it clear up uh, within a 12 hours or a day or so. Sometimes it would run into the next day. Uh, but it was absolutely horrendous. Um, but I was very fortunate in a way because I discovered... Uh, sometime late in 2015, I did discover that magnets helped uh, with the pains in my head. So I kept shielding myself with magnets. So I was shielding myself at night and during the day, wearing all this daft stuff around my head. <laughs> yeah. uh, I must have looked like a nutter, um, but I just have to wear these magnets around my head and that helped. But, um, you know, if my shielding slipped off in the night and they got me, during the night, then the pain would really set in, mm-hmm. and uh, unbelievable pain. Yeah. Uh, so. So are you um, are you sensitive to microwave kind of frequencies, EMFs? You know, like phone, you know, mobile phones, uh, phone masks, things like. That. If you're if you're near them, do you feel any kind of energy yeah. or? No, yeah. no, I don't. No. I don't think yeah. I'm electrically sensitive. It's not. It's yeah. not that. No, yeah. it's something that's... that's very, this, was, this was a deliberate, deliberate targeting. And oh, absolutely, 100%. 100%. And it follows, um, you, I, I have, follows you wherever you go. Yeah. It follows me wherever I go. Yeah. Um, I had got, you know, these last couple of years, I've been able to manage because I've got a lot better at shielding my head, um, especially at night. So I've got, like... Well, currently I've got like um, a metal shield that I put around my head and I've stitched magnets all around it and, you know, with cushioned fabric and I wear that around my head and that usually does the trick. Um, But this week, oddly enough, this week, they really ramped it up and they they got me, they got me through my shield in. This was on on Thursday. Um, But I found a way to manage the pain. I found a way to manage the pain. Um, but when it's really bad, I just have to keep managing the pain all day. If I, if you, if you put focused heat to where you're feeling the pain, it dissipates the pain, mm-hmm. and it sort of it really does alleviate it. Sometimes when I wake up and I, I feel one of them dreadful headaches setting in, I just get my hair my hair dryer out and blow my forehead and my temples, and very often that just nips it in the bud that just mm-hmm. does it but mm-hmm. like uh, muscle rub <laughs> muscle yeah. rub to heat up the skin and that does it sometimes not always mm-hmm. and when when that pains i just have to keep blowing my head 
with the mm-hmm. hairdryer with hot air and yeah. that really just I think it well, I think what it's doing is it's getting the circulation going which this attack is impeding the blood flow or the mm-hmm. uptake of oxygen mm-hmm. in parts of my head parts of my brain that's what I think is happening and that's why uh, the heat um, thank god I found I found that saved my life <laughs> yeah yeah but, yeah. So, um, and... mm. so you, you've been kind of, you've been living on your own, obviously. Through this, there was no one else sharing the house with you or living with you or anything. <clears throat> no, just put, so just just, 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 just yeah, and no one else in your family or friends or circle of friends who are being targeted. It's just you. Is that the way it is, or? Uh, well, I'm pretty isolated. I, I haven't really got any uh, relatives mm. I'm in contact with now. Um, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really, so yeah, no, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty isolated. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Which I'm, I'm okay. I've got, I've got, I've got used to it. You know, it doesn't, yeah. bother, it doesn't bother me. But now, in terms of, uh, um, I think my dad might have been targeted. Thinking about mm-hmm. it, yeah, uh, he passed away in 2001. Yeah. And now I very strongly, he, 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 he died of cancer, in fact, and I very strongly suspect that that was induced. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. Right. So uh, the, the question is, obviously, when you you know when you tell someone this story, they kind of go, "Yeah, what? Yeah, right." You know, I know it sounds mad. You know, I know. You know, yeah. Crazy. Uh, it's like, yeah, you, you need to be, you need to be checked out here. You know, you <laughs> you're just, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, and it's very difficult to share that story with the people. You know. Um, yeah. So. Um, uh, where was it going? So, who do you think is behind this? Then, why, why is why you? You know, this is just, this is the question I'd be interested. In. Is it? Have you mm. been? Have you been outspoken in the past on different things? Have you been saying naughty things that, you, that the government doesn't like, or <laughs> what? <laughs> what? 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 what I, mean, I just, you know, I just yeah. find it, you know. I can't, you know, generally people that I know of, like targeted individuals, <clears throat> they have been quite outspoken and they'd be a kind of a a real thorn in the side of the establishment. So they would be um, mm. attacked individually like this, you know, different ways of, of, of attacking you. And you feel like you're going crazy type of thing. Uh, it's, mm. what, what, do you have any idea why they, they picked you or what? what that could mean or where's it coming from? Well, um, there could be a couple of reasons, but I do, I do suspect I've been uh, trafficked into this by possibly a relative. Right. Um, obviously, you can't prove it, and it sounds mad. <laughs> um, but I think I, I had this chronic fatigue when I was uh, at school, uh, and I do wonder, and into my early 20s, in fact, and I do wonder whether, um, you know, that was something to do with with this, what I'm going through now, whether that had anything to do with it. Mm. And um, I've got a couple of uh, relatives, well, I had a couple of relatives who worked in military research. Um, one of them worked in RAF, and he was an oscillation expert. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had another one. He, he, he was a professor, actually, a professor of explosives mm-hmm. of some sort, and he worked in a military college. So it could be just the convenience of, you know, being related to these people that have mm-hmm. been trafficked into this. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it could be at one point I was working for the what a department that at the time was called the Overseas Labour Service, um, and they were you know I was administrator an administrator in the um, issuing of work permit applications. Mm-hmm. And there was all kinds of things wrong with that. I was very concerned, and I, I did speak about that and whatnot. That I thought the uh, you know the work permit criteria mm-hmm. just wasn't adequate at all, and mm-hmm. um, you know, there was all kinds of nonsense going on, and, and it did trouble me quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, me and a couple of people on the team. They tried to raise it, and uh, that you know people trying to come in under the wrong route. In fact, and uh, you know perhaps dodgy, dodgy people were coming in and that kind of thing. So that could have been, uh, that could have been it. But I think it's no. been. I, I suspect it's been longer term than that. Mm. Yeah, and the two the two problems that I had uh, when I was about thirteen or fourteen, something like that. I got this uh, very acute pain in, my, in one of my teeth, out of the blue, just out of the mm-hmm. blue like that. And um, I had a, it was an abscess, I was told, and so the tooth was removed. But I had a lot of visits to the dentist, and I, re- I remember having gas and having these strange, like, LSD kind of experiences under the gas, mm-hmm. like psychedelic kind of images. I was drifting off, but... Uh, so maybe, I don't know, maybe they were doing stuff to me then mm-hmm. um, and also uh, about 15 years back or so I was working and studying at the same time and I'd leave me assignments all last minute and then um, so very often I'd be working through the night you know I wouldn't have sleep even for one or sometimes even for two nights because I'd try to get the assignment in yeah. and I'd start, <laughs> I'd start hearing uh songs i started hearing these songs and tunes and thought bloody hell what's songs. going on here and it's just just music yeah. and uh one one night when i was trying to fall asleep just after doing one of these assignments i actually banged on the next door whoa because i, I thought the music was coming from there and it turns out it was coming from me it's come from my head <laughs> and i i what i put it down to i put it down to sleep deprivation and mm-hmm. auditory hallucination. That's where I put it down to. But now yeah. I'm thinking, well, now maybe there's something going on further back down the line. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, so obviously your day-to-day life must have been really badly affected by this. I mean, trying to work on, trying to just do normal everyday things. Well, like I say, Raza, that uh, I mean, I'm, I've been much more fortunate than more TIs, which is why I'm I'm still alive and kicking touch wood yeah. today. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I, I had my house, I was able to sell it and I pretty much I've I've had to support me. <laughs> uh and then I, I and then I moved into my dad's house, sold that. And mm-hmm. the home that I'm living in is, is from that with a little bit of cash left over. So that's mm-hmm. enabled me to, to live, which otherwise I could not have I could not have done a normal a normal life and go through this I just I don't, I don't know I'd have been out on the street years ago oh yeah I can imagine um, yeah. Like, like probably a lot of homeless a lot of yeah. homeless people have been destroyed possibly by the same method very, very yeah. likely I would say yeah 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 <clears throat> and um, 
have you have you spoken to any other TIs around, not just in the UK, around the world or anything? Anyone who's had same things that kind of compared notes? No, not, not really. I mean, obviously, yeah. I've looked at things on the internet, and I know yeah. Yeah. people are coming up with similar things. Mm-hmm. I know I'm not on my own in that sense. Yeah. I did. Uh, I did speak to Barry Trower and okay. uh, listened to me, and um, he said to, to give him an account of what had happened to me, and he'd try and help me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, he was very busy dealing with the court case. But he, he gave me a couple of leads of people to speak to. Uh, one mm-hmm. was the EMS Logan Company. This guy right. there was really helpful, and he he pointed, you know, suggested some shielding and whatnot, which I'm, in fact did help. Um, mm-hmm. So that was, so yeah, uh, well yeah, he was very sympathetic. He wasn't the least bit surprised. Mm-hmm. Even though it sounds mad, he, he's yeah. come across in such cases before. Mm-hmm. And um, and then when I when I when I the reason why I thought my dad was also being targeted, uh, something he said to me um, while he was. You know, he was very poor, he was in final stages, and he was drinking all these ice, icy drinks and ice lollies and things like that to cool mm-hmm. his throat, because he said his throat feels like it's just burning all the time. And mm-hmm. that just ran, reminded me of microwave, mm-hmm. microwave weapons and what I've oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. my mouth. So, um, so that made me think, well, next door, where my dad used to live, where I used to live on the Wirral, a vape Is that a long-term trap for me? Yeah. And lo and behold, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, that turned out to be the case. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, and your father, was he, any, you know, in his life, was he involved in anything? Did he work in the military or anything like that? Or, uh, you know? No, not oh, no, Engineer, yeah. No, he's an engineer yeah. and a draftsman yeah. at some point, so no, yeah. I don't think it wasn't political in the least, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so no. Um, mm. uh, so, for any, any... yeah, so, <clears throat> you, right, so you had to leave your house and you, I'm just reading it from your little thing you sent me here, so you had a bit of equity in the house and you, 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 you set out to find a house to rent, just to regroup and decide on the future. This is two, uh, back. This is 2016. So you you were moving around a little. You were moving about a bit just to kind of get away from I this, was, you know. Yeah, I, I was, I was, yeah. and then <clears throat> money was. So that, it's all more, 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 more strange things happened then. So you move into another uh, house somewhere, and there's like, a young couple there. Oh, well, no, just, tell you, 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 just, yeah, just you tell us a story there. So I tell you what, um, when when I'm I'm talking about my neighbours and I'm I'm conscious that this sounds mad and people are going to be go what a nut job. I, I I just know and I don't blame them because it sounds mad, but I do believe that you know these people that are doing this have got so much control, they own so much property, uh, they've got so many contacts. All over, they can literally manipulate where anyone lives. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm certain of that, especially when there's um, a shortage of housing stock, especially when it's yeah. getting low. They know your budget, they know your requirements. Um, they can snap up anything that you might 
anything else that you might be interested in otherwise. Because don't forget, this brain technology, they want to they, they use people like myself as guinea pigs for this brain technology. And there is billions and billions being pumped into it like crazy. So this is high stakes. There's a lot of money. There's a lot of these people involved. They're all interconnected. And they can pull this off. You know, and a few hundred quid here or there is going to be nothing. Nothing to them. Yeah. Yes, I'm just saying that, you know, you, you make a plan to move, okay? And you don't tell anyone where you're going. You might move to a yeah. completely different town or city or wherever. Yeah, uh, yeah. Totally anonymous. And then you move in and within a few days of moving in, the same shit happens again. That, that's right. Like, but, uh, yeah. So obviously, I'll tell you something. <clears throat> I, I, I just, I, I just want to uh, make another little point on that. There is another house before I got, before I took a contract on the house that I moved into in 2016. There was another one that I looked at. It was a bit pricey, uh, but it was just a ticket. It was just down the road from where, where I was working, where I wanted to be, and they would have known this. And um, I looked around it, and it looked great. And the woman that was from the estate agent that was showing me around said, well, you know, uh, there's a couple of people, you know, wanted to take contracts out on this and put deposits down, but the circumstances in the family or in the job have made the, have meant they've had to sort of change the plans completely. So one chap was a doctor and he got transferred somewhere else who lost his deposit on the house. And someone else on family issues and so she had to change her plans. So that house remained empty at the point that I was looking for it. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I thought, I decided against it. I don't know why I just decided, no, I don't, I don't really feel like I want to live here. And just by chance, the guy that I used to live next door to in the house that I owned, remember the original perpetrators, the main one that I convinced was a perpetrator, I saw him going into either the next door house or, or the next door but one house. Mm-hmm. indicating that he, he probably lived there, in which case, you know, no likelihood that was a, a likely trap, a potential trap for me. That's, right. that's the way I look at it. Yeah, yeah so the, the, what you're basically saying is you're being, you're being more or less gang-stalked here, in a, way, in a way, aren't you? You're being stalked, as in... Yeah, You can't see them, but they're planning... Right, so they see that you're moving... And somehow they have a network mm-hmm. set up to figure out exactly where you're going. And then when you move yeah. into another house, they're there again. They just move into the next door and start the whole thing again. I mean, that, that is, yeah. that's freaky stuff. I mean, that really is. Um, and, the, and the fact that they're, there's, they've got people who are willing to do this. They've got people on the payroll who will do this type of work. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, well... Um, that's why there's a whole network going on here. It's not just one or two people. Or this seems to be yeah. very highly well organised for just you. Yeah, I think for, for just for little old you. Like this is this for is just like, little old me. Yeah, just a little guinea pig. Just a little guinea pig. But this long term, but nevertheless, this long term experiment, which yeah. we want to see come to fruition. And if they've been messing with me as a kid, which I think they might have, they might have been. Then obviously I'm a long term study. <laughs> And there might be, you know, there might be a lot at stake for yeah. them in getting through little old me, you know. Yeah. 
Um, so there's a bit on me for it. It might be just convenience. Might be someone's made some money out of trafficking me. And it, you know, if it did start as a child, then you know, I'm I'm the lifelong little guinea pig. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if you have any. If you have kind of some special blood, like Reese's blood or something like that, you know, one of these people that they like to specifically target. You know, you might have a Sorry. specific uh, blood type or something like that. You know what I mean? I hear. Oh, have I got? A, I don't even know. I've had my yeah. blood tested. I don't even know what my blood type is. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I don't. I don't know. Uh, it could be. Um, mm. I don't know. There's a rumor. There might be nothing in it, but I did hear a rumor that me. Um, on my dad's side of the family, uh, yeah. his his dad, his family was traced back to Mary Queen of Scots. That was that was a rumour, but mm-hmm. uh, you never know. I might be, I might have some blue blood in me. <laughs> oh, I'll there, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know. You never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just funny. Like, how did they just picked on you? Um, why you? You know, you must be asking that question. Like, why me? What did I do? Like, what? You know, you're just. Normal everyday person doing your own thing, not bothering anybody, and suddenly this happens. It must, it must be very. Uh, well, yeah. I have, I have heard, I have heard that they they want to pick on people who are quite creative, who've got creative yeah. brains, yeah. and they want to, they want to look, they want to, you know, look at cognitive processes, and they want to look at certain things, and yeah. that, you know, from the bit of research that I've done, that comes up over and over again. I mean, I, I, I'm an ideas person, I'm autistic, and I'm always coming up with ideas and drive people nuts, but that's the way my brain works, and I think maybe that's the sort of profile that they're looking mm-hmm. for, and maybe that's, maybe that's one of the reasons they picked on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Interesting yeah. stuff, you know. <laughs> and, um... uh, yeah, it, 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 it's spooky, and I know it's, it's Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I'd say it's as you say, if you tell this to anybody, normal person, they just look at you and think you're nuts. You're just totally nuts. Yeah, that's, 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 that, that's the way they can kind of get you. You know what I mean? That's you know, you, you, you try and speak to someone about it and say, listen, this something's happening to me, and it's very hard to get people to actually sit down and actually take what you're saying seriously. Yeah. And that's that must be extremely difficult, you know, um, just because. Obviously, the whole world just think you're crazy and you need to be locked up in a loony bin somewhere, you know. <laughs> but uh, the fact of the matter is that you're, this is real, it's happening to you. And, um, you know, it's yeah. it's great that you're able to come out and at least talk about it because I think this is something that could be coming down the track for all of us or for quite a lot of us really as, as things develop, you know. And, um, I, I, I really do. And um, although, although, like you say, it's keep the sinister and whatnot. A couple of things. One, you don't take risks. So, touch wood, they're not going to just smash a window and beat you up or cut you off somewhere. Not when there's any witnesses. They're not going to do anything like that. They're all very covert. So, so long as as you're tight on your security, the only way that they can get you is through these sneaky tactics and these these nasty Mm -hmm. little weapons that they've got. That's that's all, all they've got. And um, you know, as long as you behave normal outside, like a well-balanced, mm-hmm. adjusted, normal person, they yeah. can't really touch you unless, unless you know they bait you and you fall you fall into some sort of trap. Um, but there's not there's nothing else 
really that we can do. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not. Um, I haven't got too many doubts as to who's behind the whole mm-hmm. gunman thing. I haven't got too many doubts whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And um, in about 2012, I, I caught. I, I mean, I've heard of this issue before, and it didn't really surprise me. But I didn't consider how far-reaching it might be. You know, that a certain group of people mm-hmm. would be so cohesive and have such networks in place and have such operations in place to pull off something like this. And then mm-hmm. uh, I discovered about the, you know, the JP thing. Yeah. Uh, I discovered Daryl Bradley Smith's show about 2012, something like yeah. that. Yeah. About 2012. Uh-huh. So uh, I kind of knew, I kind of knew where this was all coming from. Yeah. And then when I heard about smart meters and the implications of smart meters uh-huh. and then that could possibly set up an energy field around anyone because uh-huh. that's how I think you know sorry I've missed out in my scattered brainness I've missed out uh, big chunks of the of the story here but we have to have people either side of you yeah. uh, to create some sort of energy field to, to do these attacks uh-huh. and from about 2014, we started hearing about smart meters, and then I thought, oh, are we going to start putting energy fields around people? And then maybe we could do that to just anyone. That was my thinking at the time. I, I, I knew, really, I knew whatever's happened to me, something's coming down the line. It's massive. Um, I kind of knew it at the time. So uh, I knew I was living in this strange, strange paradigm that you couldn't really speak about to normal yeah. people. Well, I'll tell you, we're at stop the hour, Helen. Um, Listen, we'll take a little break, you know, uh, get, get a glass of water, or a cup of tea, or yeah. whatever you need, okay. and we'll, um, we'll come back and we'll, um, we'll talk more in the second hour, right? So it's about four minutes, three or four minutes or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, right. okay, okay, folks, we'll be, back okay. To you. we'll be back to you after this, folks, uh, with Helen Gurney, our guest tonight. Okay, back to you after this. Okay, uh, welcome back, everybody. Uh, this is Bryzer here on the Bryzer Show, and our guest tonight, Helen Gurney from the UK. Uh, folks, by the way, that was Van Morrison, um, song kind of called Educating Archie. I think a lot of you will have heard that Van has um, called out this lockdown nonsense and masks and everything, and um, he's written a couple of songs, which he's going to be releasing very shortly, and um, calling all this out, and that's exactly what's needed. A lot of these well-known musicians, I mean, Van has got a massive, massive fan base all across the world. And I think, you know, he's going to get um, a lot of appreciation for this. And I think a lot of other musicians like Noel Gallagher from Oasis and a few other guys have also started speaking out now. And I think this is what what's needed, people like that who have got a following. Because if you notice, a lot of these musicians and entertainers and actors and everything are all going along with the programme, you know. And at, uh, at last, we're seeing some pushback by these guys. So, good on Van the Man, a good Irish man, and fair play to him. And uh, we gotta, hopefully, when his songs are released, and we'll we'll try and get them downloaded and we play them, uh, you know, during the break here. So anyway, we're back to, uh, with Helen uh, Gurney from the UK, a targeted individual. Before we go back, uh, you know, back to what's happened to you, Helen. What's what's it like where you are at the moment with all this nonsense that's happening around you? What what? Oh, well, uh, I, I live on a very working class 
housing estate in Leeds and people are pretty sensible around here. <laughs> yeah. So it's not too bad. I'm not really yeah. seeing too much madness. I haven't been going into the city centre much lately, uh, not yeah. because I'm scared of anything, <laughs> but just because, you know, mm-hmm. I've, I've got better things to do. But, um, but yeah, no, people are pretty sensible. And, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people that you, you, you speak to, they say, you say, what do you think about all this madness? And they say, oh, yeah, isn't it? Isn't it mm-hmm. mad? Because yeah. they know it's mad. But mm-hmm. they don't know how to take it from there. They say, you know, just, you know, we've been lied to and this and that. They say, well, yeah, it's over the top, isn't it? So mm-hmm. I think what, what a lot of people are thinking is that they know it's over the top. They know it's madness. Mm-hmm. But they still think, oh, well, there's something there somewhere. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If we could knock mm-hmm. that out of them, that oh, yeah. there is something there, then we might be really onto some, you know, some critical mass. I, yeah, I, I think, think so. I think so. Yeah, and I think it's uh, the mm-hmm. working class, working class people, right? They, you know, they're good, steady people. They're solid. Um, yeah. uh, they might not have had a great education, but they kind of they've been around the block, okay, and they've been through that university yeah. of life type of thing, and. They can they can smell a rat when they when they, when they smell it right they know something's up and they mightn't yeah, have yeah. They, they mightn't have the exact knowledge of what's going on behind the scenes but at least they they can at least are willing to listen to you and um, but you know what really gets me is these so-called educated people and university educated people who are just these yeah. pompous idiots you know who are like oh why aren't you wearing your mask you know I mean this is so you're, you're it's you're, funny you're, isn't it it's yeah, the yeah. more it's, educated uh, people that seem to be the most yeah. about it. It's, yeah. uh, it's very odd. Yeah, well, like that's just when you, you know you go through that university system, you, like the common sense is knocked out of you. You know, yeah. and you're just you're just brainwashed with this. There's their, you know, their so-called education, which is nothing. And then they come out feeling, oh, I've got this degree, and you know, I'm look at me, I've got these mm-hmm. letters behind beside my name, and look at this, you know. And they get all very pompous, and they think they know it all, and yet they're the most it, they really are. I've never seen. Uh, they, they just haven't got a clue, and the common sense to say it's just gone out the window with a lot of these no. people. It's very hard to see, you know, what's going on here. I know. And do you know? Do you know though? Some of it really could be mind control. Uh, I know there's mainstream media mind control. It, it is, you know, they know how to manipulate people and how to create fear and all of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even without brain implants. Um, you know, there's brain entrainment, and mm-hmm. uh, so things can be e- even without 5G, they can mm-hmm. affect a certain amount of brain entrainment in, in populations. So, you know, they could like instill fear that kind of way, and then they'll latch it onto this stupid mm-hmm. nonsense. Yeah. So that, that that might be one way why why the world's gone so mad. I think the other the other reason the world might have gone so completely bonkers and mm-hmm. this is a bit sinister but these covert weapons it wouldn't mm-hmm. take much for them to bump people off here and there so yeah. you know all the all the clever sensible people that would naturally say you know it wouldn't get past them because this is clearly stupid ridiculous nonsense um mm-hmm. but all the, the people i mean people like yourself and graham are very brave and you, you're out in the public so That'll give you, you know, that'll give you a lot of safety, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot of um, educated, sound, clever people. 
that you might not necessarily know about, and they could just so easily be popped off, especially if you're getting on in years. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I do worry, because that's kind of what happened um, pre-Bolshevik Revolution, wasn't it, when loads, mm-hmm. loads of people... Oh, yeah, they got uh, rid of the, the Got knocked off. Yeah, yeah. They Did got they? Rid of them. Yeah. Yeah, got rid of yeah. It was out in the open, but now they can do it so covertly and they can put it down to natural causes, like whether it's a brain aneurysm or a heart attack or cancer even, you know. COVID-19. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, a nice, that's a nice, nice convenient one now, isn't it, they have? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, no, mm. absolutely, yeah. Mm. You bash mm. one on the head now, get away with it, can't you? Because right. <laughs> it won't yeah. go down as murder. <laughs> I know, I know. So, um, yeah, so there's there's different types of um, targeting. Uh, like at the article you sent me, there's uh, a couple of them, like home invasions and gaslighting. Uh, anything like that happened yeah. to you? Have you ever, do you feel anyone's yeah. coming to your home? Yeah. Yeah, it's not been, not, not been so much um, for me. Uh, a place where I used to live, Many years ago, I just really felt someone, someone was getting in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I put a little sort of, you know, them shed things that you put on the door to put a padlock through. I put one mm-hmm. of them on the front door, and mm-hmm. that kind of solved the problem. Um, uh, but, yeah, a couple of places. And um, one place where some workmen had a key, and they'd obviously, you know, nicked a couple of things and done some weird things to some of the ornaments and, and, and stuff. It was a bit weird. But that was uh, that was a bit of a one-off. Uh, mm-hmm. well, I, I had a house that it got broken into four times. Um, like, what was, was, was anything taken oh. or was it just any, or was it just disturbed or was, were they after oh, anything? Gas boilers. No, my yeah. gas boilers were, were removed. I had about, I lost about two or three gas boilers <laughs> they got ripped yeah. out. But I don't know, yeah. I, that, that was just one of them things, I think. Yeah. Um, going way back, coming to think of it, going way back, there was an incident. Um, I was I was married at the time, and um, I, I was in I was in the house. I'd come back from work and upstairs, and I heard the door go, and I thought, oh, that's him coming. And he's he taking a long time to say hello. And I went downstairs later on, there's no one there. And so he was, he was just coming, you know, shut the door. And then I went out, and there was some some bloke dominant down the road. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, I, I dashed out and I tried to follow him. Mm-hmm. But you know, that was that was spooky. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was spooky. Yeah. That was strongly suggested that someone had, had been in, mm-hmm. done something, not realised I was there until I come downstairs. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, when well, I'll, t- I'll tell you about when I moved into my dad's house. But that was another thing. But uh, no, I'm very keen on security now. So I think that does address any of the sneakiness of people getting in. Yeah. Um, and my experience. Because, but, uh, the thing, you know, people could break into your. They could leave like um, like microphones or whatever, just to hear what you're saying. What you're, you know, what you might be. Yeah. You know, people are get little bugs running around the place or. Put some kind of little weapon or a little microwave thing somewhere hidden where they can just beam you with something, yeah. you know? 
they, they could do they could do that. Yeah. Oh, actually, yeah, they did get in um, that place where I was renting in 2016. Yeah. Um, I came home one time and there was a, there was a cat down the road that used to come in and visit me, and um, I came in and for some reason that that cat was was already in the house meowing at me, yeah. and. Uh, I don't know how the hell it got in unless someone had opened the door. And then I went into the kitchen and a table that I'd used to barricade the kitchen mm-hmm. door with had been moved. So, yeah, someone had been in. Yeah. Been in then. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I, I do believe, I do believe that keys are nowhere near as secure as they used to be because of all this technology and, uh, you know, the capabilities that people have got to take images Mm-hmm. as your keys which could be translated into uh, you know uh, a, a 3D model to scale so that you could co- yeah, copy your key mm-hmm. uh, and just sneak in that's, that's yeah. I use uh, those additional uh, mm-hmm. locks shuttle locks yeah uh, and um, the second one they talk about is food poisoning um said TI's report having been poisoned, often food that's stored within their own homes report symptoms akin to being drugged. And it's likely that people are also yeah. murdered through this means. Have anything like that happened? Like, you know, that's akin to somebody breaking into your house and spiking your food or something. Anything like that, no? Um, I, I have. When I was at my dad's house and the perpetrators were so clearly obvious, yeah, um, that happened and I just took a load of stuff out. Uh, but yeah, I've uh, I've suspected it, and I've at times I've just chucked things out. But you know, there's no like evidence or anything. Mm-hmm. But I'm very very conscious that that's that's so easy to do. You know, if someone mm-hmm. can get in, they're going to tamper with your food. Yeah, I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if they if they use that means. But yeah, that's something that comes up in the targeted individual mm-hmm. community, mm-hmm. drugging and whatnot. Yeah. And then they so go anyway, to, going back to... Yeah, sorry. go on. No, what, what were you going to say there? Sorry. So I was going on a, a bit of a tangent. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Going back to this place where I lived in this rented house, the other next-door neighbours on the other side of me were also perked, I'm convinced. Uh, there was a young couple that moved in very shortly after me. Mm-hmm. And they used to knock on the walls and that would be received by another knock coming from the other neighbours on the other side, like the signalling. And I called mm-hmm. that a few times, they were knock-knock signalling to each other. So yeah. I think they have to be on either side of you to create some sort of energy field with which to target you with. Mm-hmm. Um, and that woman, that young woman that lived on the other side of me, she ran a donut shop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I did wonder whether some of them donuts might have been radioactive. But anyway, just on... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, um, and then the next one is isolation. So it becomes apparent to the TI that they are the subject of lies and rumours, and malicious interference in their relationships. Of course, this causes relationship breakdown within families and friendships, and a negative response or hostility from formerly friendly colleagues, neighbours, acquaintances, etc. Well, that's just really to illustrate how easy it is. Yeah. to just rubbish someone because it, yeah. it really is unless yeah. we've got like a solid solid community behind them um, and yeah. a, a large you know solid mm-hmm. family background it's so easy to pick someone off and mm-hmm. turn mm-hmm. people against them it doesn't I've, I've seen I've seen how someone operates doing that 
and it it doesn't take much to do just a a word here and a word there or you know a chance meeting here that seems like a chance meeting but it's not it's been Mm. engineered you know yeah Uh, so that's nothing but especially when there's such a a massive network of Mm-hmm. Yeah, you haven't been a target of any malicious rumours or anything like that, have you? Or... Well, at work, probably, yeah. Um, you know, uh, I wasn't very favoured at work, but I don't really want to go into the details of that. Yeah, All I know okay, is yeah. that mm-hmm. I, I know I was being rumoured about behind me back and rubbish behind me back, but, you know, it's one of them things you can't prove it. But you just know when someone's impression of you just changes out of the blue and you kind of know why and who it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Any other economic warfare, uh, TIs find all the career opportunities blocked and they may face difficulties and obstructions with their existing employment. They often find themselves out of work and if they do find employment, it's likely to fall very short of what their capabilities warrant. I mean... Um, you probably, <clears throat> I mean, you said you had your own business and all that, and you you were doing okay there. Is that you're still you're still keeping your head above water? I take it, and you're not. Well, no, not 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 really, because um, work work is very difficult, especially when you uh, your mind has been compromised because we can see everything that you do. Uh, but I did have a, um, a temporary job for about six months, which I managed to hold down until this. COVID nonsense kicked off, and I haven't worked since. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, working's been very difficult with with the targeting. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, of course, because it wouldn't be hard. Because even you know, even if you were good at your job and everything, and if you this was happening to you, you wouldn't be able to function properly in a in a workplace anyway. Because particularly, you know, with the problem with your teeth and your gums and your, your this pain. It'd be very difficult to concentrate in any kind of a yeah. work to do, you know, in yeah. that kind of pain. So, and then I of course, I lost so much sleep and going through so much anxiety and just focused yeah. on how to shield myself and how to deal with it. Yeah. But work was pretty much out of the question, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it pretty much was. So again, I was just so lucky that I just had the means to to get by. Yeah. Um. Sorry, I'm all over the place here, Brian. I don't know, uh, that's all, it's all right. I'm used to the audience. Of, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, there's, there's, um, a lot, there's a lot to it. It's really hard to kind of, We're just trying to, yeah, to give people, people an like, idea of what, you're, what, you're kind of, what you've been through. And, you know, and we will touch on what could be coming down the track. Uh, we'll just go through yeah. this. Um, the next one is gang stalking. This is a phenomenon where TI finds that they're stalked, not just by one person, but by many they may be stalked in relay fashion or mobbed by a number of people in the street or workplace. Such mobbing also often involves street theatre designed to feature a situation in which the TI is abused or set up in mm-hmm. some way. I think, yeah. Um, again, that's just to illustrate what happens to a lot, a lot of TIs. It's all over the internet that, that it's reported all over the place, gang stalking. For me, that's not been so much of a... Well, hardly a feature at all, really. I was um, trying to think of examples when that's happened to me, and there's been like odd things and feeling that I've been watched, and yeah. feeling that I'm possibly walking into an ambush, feeling that you know something wasn't right, but nothing, you know, nothing like people that experience heavy gang stalking 
mm-hmm. experience. But like you say, you know, having neighbours turn up and start targeting you is is in a way gang stalking. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not. It's not really been a a feature. I have to say, it's not really been a feature. That's a particularly nasty yeah. one, though, isn't it? That's a nasty one, that one. You know what I mean? To have people to kind of having a go at you and all that kind of thing and messing, you know, just as you say, meeting them in the street or whatever and kind of abusing you or whatever type of thing. You know, that's pretty. Yeah. And to know that they're yeah, kind that... of always, always around you somewhere, you know, you can't get any peace or quiet or anything or. Just it's, it's it really is a harassment, and then if you want to try and report something like that to the cops, I mean they'll just they just say you're delusional or something, you know. Yeah. You know, they, they won't yeah. do very much. Yeah. As usual, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's blanket police policies to cover to cover all this cabal, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, they they want too much. I mean, they'll send someone around and make you know be seen to be doing something, but they never do anything. So, yeah, it's uh, no. It's, that, well. Well, I mean, they're they're enforcing all this treasonous yeah. nonsense now, aren't they? I mean, I, I don't know how they can live with themselves if they're enforcing this. It's, oh, I know. You know well, it's well, a lot of they've all been trained in this common purpose kind of way anyway, and they're all just robots, yeah. and then you know, been brainwashed to such an extent. They, the whole yeah. sense of, of duty and uh, you know protect and serve, and that is going out the window. They're ju- they're just a private security force now for government and bankers. And, yeah. Probably if if there are any good ones, they've been damaged with Tetra. Oh, the um, Tetra, you know, the, yeah, yeah. The microwave system, yeah. uh, the radio system, it's microwave based, and it's it's lethal. It's very very uh, unhealthy. So they've been subjected to that. Yeah, and I know it's like that, right. it's probably the same you but all the cop stations that I've seen around. They've all got these big masts right beside the building. And God knows what they're beaming in there, you know what I mean? Right yeah. beside the police yeah. station. You know? um, so they're, they're being affected. So you think, you know, you know, when you, and a lot of people are trying to point that out to a lot of these police officers and saying, like, you're being targeted as well by this stuff, and they don't seem to care. So if they don't care about their own mm-hmm. health, how are they going to care about you <laughs> or anybody else? Yeah, that's no, an interesting point. Yeah, it's yeah. like the blind to it, aren't they? Yeah. Like I say, there might be a certain amount of mind control going on, or they're just like, the type of people that um, don't really think outside of their particular little remit. Oh, Some of them yeah. might be in on it. Some of them might yeah. be Freemasons and all on board with it all, you know. Probably, yeah. yeah. No, they, they don't appreciate they were, I think they were among the first to get shot after the Bolshevik Revolution happened, mm. I believe. So I don't think yeah. they're going to get a piece of this pie that's coming up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the next one's the electronic harassment, which is definitely what's happened to you uh, with these yeah. directed energy dub, uh, weapons or DUES. That's an interesting word, it's not an acronym. <laughs> D E W S. Yeah, isn't it? DUES. So, yeah, and what's happened to you, like, it's that's pretty. The fact that there's this technology out there that can just focus in on you. And cause mm. these incredible headaches and bleeding in your gums and your teeth and all this. It's, mm. uh, yeah, it's it's pretty pretty awful that you know. Um, yeah. So really, put the implications of that pretty much sticking through it to anyone, and yeah. probably most people wouldn't know what was happening. They'd just think it was 
know, yeah, they just think it's some kind of yeah, some kind of health issue that they have, and they go to the doctor, and of course the doctor gives them more crap, mm-hmm. which makes even mm-hmm. the situation worse again. You know, so as and you of said, course it's a brilliant, yeah, a brilliant business model, isn't it? So you cause a problem, yeah. and then you profit from giving a cure or the managing mm-hmm. the issue. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, about a lot of dentists get the business that way. Yeah. And then of course the, the body implants, would you reckon that's happened to you too? When you possibly visit a dentist there, he is quite, a, um, you reckon quite possibly he puts something into your mouth or somewhere uh, it, in your yeah, jaw? It, well, it, it, into my mouth, but very close to where my temples are. So I don't, I, for some reason, the pain that I get... Oh, is it, sorry, there's some noise there. Sorry. Um, the, the pain that I get is concentrated around my temples and my forehead, and it sort of tends to move around that region, um, mm-hmm. forehead from temple to temple. So uh, I just suspect that he's... So I strongly believe that he's... Uh, when he's injected me, it's gone right up into uh-huh. near the temple, and that's what's yeah. caused, causing all the pain. When they have to have to beam, put, you know, point a beam at you to uh-huh. activate it. Or maybe it might be just some sort of homing device so they can easily beam at you. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it works, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I've been injected with something because it just correlates to when the headaches got out of hand, really out of hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, this ties nicely into what's coming down the line with this uh, new vaccine that's going to be be put out mm-hmm. at some point soon if it's not already here they say they're working on it but they're obviously going to put putting uh, some kind of nanotechnology or nanoparticles into these which will be that's implants right. and that's, right. that's going to have the same effect like what what you've had or maybe different uh, effects like other health issues with people and this will be then put down to this boogeyman virus this is virus is he um, well, I think I think it's more than that um, because once we put that vaccine into you, or is it the hydrogel? Uh-huh. Um, it can alter your actual DNA mm-hmm. um, with and replace. Part, in, sorry, if I've gone. Um, inject your DNA with nanotechnology. Yeah. So basically, it alters your your DNA. So you're never the same again. Uh-huh. Um, and then you can be hooked up to this technology. Yeah. You can be hooked up to the 5G frequencies. And they can, I believe, more readily manipulate your body. Uh, uh-huh. And I believe, I mean, we've, there's, a, there's a bit of a chunk of my story to get to this point, but I have been implanted with a, with a brain implant. I'm getting the full-on voice to skull and everything. Yeah. And then I know... Um, that they've, they've accessed the neurons in your brain, they've accessed um, my thoughts, uh, sub-thoughts, associations, digging up all kinds of uh, information from my brain based on one association. Well, they're just, just, uh, you reckon they're, they're, they're the, reading, reading your mind, basically, I, what you're saying? Yeah, reading, yeah. Reading well, what, 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 yes, um, and I beg your pardon to the audience that jump in a gun um, 10 stages but I believe that that has been enabled by messing with my DNA mm-hmm. so 
that's a sinister part of yeah. of it in terms of how people might be controlled as soon as uh-huh. if, you know if they get injected with this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the real scary part about all of this, and I just say to well, I think the audience know well. Just keep well away from these damn vaccines. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, if, if the vaccines are out now, we can keep well away from them. They're bad enough. But these ones, yeah. when, I look, when I've looked into this company, Moderna, what they're producing, uh, that's yeah. just crazy stuff. Um, you oh, just yeah. cannot. I'm, trying, I'm trying to get the oh, I mean, it's criminal. I, I try to everybody I know now, I'm saying whatever to do, at least at least tell them. I try to tell them, do your research, first of all. Don't do what I say. Mm. But please, please look into this and don't think it's some crazy conspiracy theory. They are working yeah. on it. Just look into these companies, what they're dealing with. They're, they're going to genetically modify human beings and then they're going to patent that. So, in other words, they're going to own you pretty much. They're going to own your well, thought, yeah. all that. Yeah. Now, do you, now, do you think yeah. the fact that, that with your chip that, that you had, because when you were moving house, uh, you thought, okay, I'm going to move here, I'm going to go to, over to this place here, and they were able to yeah. tell from your thoughts that this is where you were going. Were they able to track you that way, maybe? No, I know that I know when I was implanted, uh, um, they were, and, and I know from the outset, as soon as I, when I initially found out I'd been attacked with Jews and um, and why, I knew the intent was to implant with the brain implant. Uh, so that was a scary, and I thought I could just dodge it. I just show yeah. myself and make sure that never happened. But I was very lax and I just really slipped up. I could have dodged it if I'd been just that little bit more on my game. Yeah, yeah. I think I could have dodged it, but unfortunately, I fell into their hands. Uh-huh. They got me. Um, yeah. So what what happened was um, in 2017, I moved back. I moved to. The place where my dad used to live, the house my dad left to me, which is on the Wirral, Merseyside, and it had occurred to me that the neighbours might have hurt. Uh, and um, same old, really, and then it started again, the attack to my mm-hmm. gum tissue. The walls in those houses were paper thin, so I could even hear their conversations. I could hear the DIY, I could hear the crunching up of things, which I believe were like contact points some sort of electromagnetic grid around me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, could, I could hear them up late at night when they were attacking me and I felt um, and I felt an assault on my gum tissue and at that precise moment I heard uh, the young chap next door say, yeah, come on, I could, I could, actually, I could actually hear it. And yeah. I can't, I, there's so many little nuances and it sounds mad, but so many little nuances, it was obvious to me. Uh, that they were running it from the start, um, which led me <clears throat> leads me to believe that my dad was murdered, probably mm-hmm. murdered by them. Mm. Oh my God! Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, you've never you've never challenged any of them on it because obviously if you did, they'd just say, "Well, you're nuts, you're crazy," type of thing, isn't it? It's very yeah. difficult to do that, you yeah. know. You know what's going on. I yeah. mean, I kept away from them. I, I snubbed them because I knew what they were doing to me, but you can't, you can't, like you say, you can't say anything to them. Yeah. Um, and then the, the, there was one chap, oh, just to explain the, the situation, there was next to me, 
there was an elder couple and their son who was about in his 30s. And on the other side of me, there was an older woman and a probably boy. <laughs> it was, she was about 70-odd and he was about 60. Uh, and then um, the main perks, this family of three, there was a visitor that used to come all the time. And I was convinced he was the handler and he was in on it. And at one point, I actually overheard him say, oh, well, we'll have to get her incarcerated. You know, I heard that snippet of the conversation. Mm -hmm. And then around about this time, the woman, the older woman, the woman in the family, um, started complaining about noises coming from my house. Mm -hmm. And a couple of times, she, she, like, bumped on the door and saying, oh, saying that effing noise down, there was no noise. She was just trying to get me to open the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, and that, happened, that happened twice. Um, once, once I burst down out in the window and shouted, mad, you mad effing witch, Ella, as she mm-hmm. went back in because there was no noise. And then the second time it happened, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't open the window. I thought better of it, but I called the police and said mm-hmm. I'd been harassed by the family next door out of erroneous noise complaint. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then I had it out with them the next day saying, don't you ever do that to me ever again, bloody bloody blah, blah. And she was going on about the noise and I said, well, have you recorded it with a device? Have you got any evidence? And she just mm-hmm. banged on about all kinds to evade the question. And then he started saying to me, I saw you, I saw you last night, you grabbed a knife. And if you mm-hmm. harm us in any way, you know, and it's going on like mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. So, so what I hadn't grabbed was a knife. What I'd grabbed was a mini recorder attempting to capture this whole incident. But what he admitted there and then was the fact that he was under the window waiting for me to open the window. And he was watching me while his mother was knocking on the door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, does that make sense? Sorry, that sounds a bit yeah. Mad, just that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And I, I just, a uh, police officer came round to uh, investigate, you know, the reason why I reported this harassment and I explained to him the whole thing. And he understood and everything. And um, and that was the end of my last and they never did that again. But I think that was <clears throat> them getting a little bit desperate to get their hands on me. Mm-hmm. That's what I think that was. And mm-hmm. um, I, sh- I should have known to, you know, they're getting desperate here. I better get out. I better get myself sorted out and, and leave mm-hmm. the door. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel as if there? Do you, do you feel as is there anywhere you can go? Do you think anywhere you go they'll follow you? Do you think that's the way it's going to be, or uh, this is not going to go away, or what? How, how do you think about this? Well, I think they've got definite objectives for me. They've got yeah. a program that I'm, I'm a guinea pig, an important guinea pig in their program. And they've got to see it through. Because obviously mm. there's high stakes in this. I don't doubt that there's very high stakes. Mm. So they're not just going to say, right, let's cut our losses and leave her alone. I thought, you know, I'd hope they might have done, but, <laughs> but no, I don't, I don't think it's going to be. So, and um, even though, I mean, I've missed out a big chunk of the story, but even though they managed to get me implanted, and that's a story in itself, mm-hmm. uh, they've continued to hack away at my teeth, that hasn't stopped, and that suggests to me that they intend to re-implant me with something else. Maybe this this hasn't gone the way that they don't. Mm-hmm. 
I've missed out. Yeah. Yeah, well, what, I, is anything, anything, the... yeah, we got another twenty minutes or so. We can go over as well if you, yeah. if you want to speak more. But um, okay. yeah, well, is there well, something this... that you remembered again? If you want to talk about it, anything that you might have forgotten, yeah. you want to bring up? Yeah. Okay. Well, what one comes? I've included lots of minor details, lots of little details. There's lots of nuances which you can't. I can't really explain thousands of things that you just can't really explain in in mm -hmm. one example. Um, and what, what I'm, I'm saying sounds a bit daft and, and delusional and whatever. I can understand that. But it's this, this place on the Wirral, where I lived, where I've been harassed by the neighbours. Mm -hmm. I knew they wanted to get me implanted. Mm -hmm. One day, I woke up. I'd slept for ages. Um, I thought, bloody hell, I didn't, I didn't manage to sleep for about 12 hours or something like that. And then I noticed in my horror that my combination lock, which I use an, ex an extra lock on my door, um, mm -hmm. was set at the open setting, so I thought, oh, bloody hell. And the mm -hmm. door was unlocked, so I'd been vulnerable all night. And I thought, oh, my goodness, I hope they, you know, haven't been in and messed with me. Mm -hmm. And I just hoped to God that, you know, I'd had a lucky escape. A few weeks later, um, I started hearing these, um, these, I'm just going to say here, I've missed out the main shot in all these details. I've missed out the really, the real core importance of the story, mm -hmm. which is that I started hearing all these spooky noises, all these chanting noises coming from my appliances. Mm -hmm. Now, I assumed that this because they were doing so much messing with the cabling and so much messing about with DIY that they'd hacked into my cabling and for some reason I was hooked into their, to their network which I mm -hmm. believe, which is another story again, is I believe they've got an extra electrical network or an extra electrical grid that runs underground. I believe that, and I've, I believe they've got all kinds of uh, underground hideouts as well. So I was hearing all these, like, spooky noises coming from the electrics, coming up from, like, a fan heater. Like, I was, like, it's like I was picking up on a transmission. Mm -hmm. uh, and all these weird chanting noises. Mm -hmm. And it... it and like it sounded like I was peering in on their secret little meetings on their weird spooky little rituals that was going on mm -hmm. uh, and that, that really spooked me out and I thought that was sort of by virtue of the fact that they were doing all this to harass me mm -hmm. and electronically attack me that I was plugging into their network and I think mm -hmm. I was in fact and then um a couple of weeks down the line, or a few weeks down the line, um, I said something out loud while these spooky noises were going on when I could hear them, and then they responded to my... Sorry, I mentally said something, and then they responded to my thought. They responded to my thought, and then I knew, you know, then I knew, I realised they'd got me. Um, they got me at that point that I'd already been implanted. Well, wow. um, uh, all kinds of mad things happened after that. All kinds of mad things. I got. I'm just going to try and do this really quickly because I'm conscious I've made the core point of the story. Okay, yeah, you uh, walk away. Yep. Okay, so I started hearing the noises, the um, the chanting, uh, insults. Helen's this, Helen's that, a running commentary on everything I was doing, imperp noises, 
coming right through into my brain. Um, I'd go to the shops, I'd still hear the noises. I was carrying it around everywhere with me. Um, didn't didn't matter where I went, I could hear these noises. I knew they were in on it. Um, they had these, all these kinds of weird, spooky sound effects going on. Uh, and I realised it was them messing with sound software, and it was coming through, coming through directly into my brain. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd turn on a tap, or I'd, I'd be in another, you know, outside of the house, maybe in town, something. I'd turn on a tap, and I'd hear these spooky noises, all these chanting, or my name being repeated, or suggestions being repeated at me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I, I realised what it was. It was like an echo effect of these. Noises were actually going straight into my brain, but my brain was hearing it, hearing it echoed in the cascading of water or wherever the background noise was, an electric fan. So it was because I was implanted that I could hear noises like coming up in the wind or in the sea. It wasn't coming from the wind or in the sea. It was my brain mixing subliminal suggestions going into my brain with the environmental noises. Um, and they knew, I, I knew it was them, they knew, I knew it was them doing this to me. Uh, and they were trying to get me to break down, I believe. They were just trying to get me, hijack me or whatever. Um, and, and somehow by a miracle, I managed to cope. Mm-hmm. Um, and I managed to sell that house and move to Leeds. But with my mental integrity, totally trashed. Uh, I had to have a little, even passwords, you can see me passwords or security information. I had to use a little system which are called blind passwords so that I can use passwords without actually being able to see them, copy and paste them. Um, just trying to use all the spooky sound software on me. Um, one point peering through the window at the uh, an opposite house, I saw this, what looked like um, a massive, massive hologram, some weird, weird, spooky stuff going on, mm-hmm. weird lights. Rise up, this sounds mad. This yeah. sounds oh. mad. And Tell I've, us. I've, I've, I've left out the proceedings. But anyway, um, I've, I've got this voice to school going on. Uh, some of it's perpetrator, some of it is uh, automated. I'm hooked up to an AI. It's pretty clear to me that I'm hooked up to an AI. Um, my thoughts are repeated. Over time, these thoughts have diminished in amplitude. Um, but nevertheless, it's the same phenomenon where you, you think something and then you hear your thought being repeated. Um, and then you, you start, it's like you're having a conversation with yourself. And if you anticipate a thought, yeah. The, uh, if you if you have a thought and you anticipate the enemy's response, you get that back um, because they're picking it up as as your anticipated response. They're picking that up and using it as as your as a reply to you. So it gives you the illusion that you're having a conversation with yourself in your own head. Just saying, Helen, just jumped in. That must be very disturbing for you because you're obviously thinking, am I going completely insane here? You, no, you, you, ever have you, you knew what it was. But even, you know, 
you know, this is what uh, what they hope that you will just get completely, totally paranoid, and you think you're just going crazy, and you'll you will check yourself into well, a psych ward somewhere. Yeah, know? yeah, certainly that, but certainly that is one, certainly that is one route. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. The other thing is, if you pay so much attention to the voices, and, and you're not focused, and you're not objective, and you pay so much attention to voices that you're pointing your consciousness at the voices all the time. Um, you know, you, you're throwing insults at them or you're engaging in conversation with them. So I believe over time, your brain could be tricked into being um, controlled, not from your the volition of your free will, but mm-hmm. from the AI. You see what I mean? Oh, Whereby you'd have total hijacking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I believe mm-hmm. they've done something to my uh, DNA that's enabled integration of this technology with my brain at every level. Mm-hmm. And then there's, the, there's the, the bodily manipulation of sex assaults, uh, all, again, enabled by whatever they've done to my body to make it conductive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that, um, yeah. and the audience, um, I'm sorry, I've tried to get the key points in there uh, too late. <laughs> And it sounds nuts. Mm. Um, and I don't know what to say. Uh, read my read my little account. It's a lot more coherent in writing than listening to me ramble mm. on about all these little disparate details of my story. Yeah. Um, but the, the point is that um, 5G is going to do this to everyone in conjunction with whatever this vaccine is that's going to alter your DNA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They can control you, they can get into your head, um, they can get into your passwords. Even with 5G, you don't even need a brain implant for them to get into your passwords. Uh, they can they can read, they can even read part, you know, sentences and parts of your, parts of your thinking, even just with, the, with that technology. And of course, out, out the window goes your banking security, your passwords. Uh, my little theory is that's going to bring down the banking system. That's going to be a pretext for uh, getting the, the chip, the mark of the beast. Yeah. Uh, they're going to say, oh, well, we're having all these scams. Everyone's getting their accounts wiped. We don't know. We can't control it. So you've got to get chipped. But that'll be it. It's because they've, they've violated the integrity of your mind, your privacy, yeah. uh, and they can get that information out of you. You could also, you know, with chips and whatever, even go to full bodily control um, mind. um take over yeah. uh, and then the headaches that I'm getting what I think it is I think it's the interruption of the uptake of oxygen mm-hmm. um, in my brain and I think that's what's causing the brain now your 5G is 60 gigahertz that frequency it can suffocate you mm-hmm. it can suffocate you so I think uh, mm-hmm. this, this this thing about uh, you know all this stuff nonsense with George Floyd or whatever his name was Oh, yeah. can't breathe and all this silliness. Yeah. I think that's in reference to what they plan to do to us, which is yeah. to literally suffocate us with, the, uh, with those frequencies, which stop you, you know, your body from being able to uptake oxygen. Mm-hmm. So uh, 5G, mind control is real. Uh, reading your brain, integrating with your brain, the AI with your brain, um, making you go mad with voices. Um, it's all it's all real. Um, I know I sound mad. 
Uh, but I do want to warn you, just please do your research. Technology really is there. I don't blame you if you think I'm a mad nutter. I've been all Oh, no, no, time. absolutely not, no. Because no. I've heard about all this stuff before, you know, and it's just very interesting to get to actually hear someone straight up, like, you know, to talk to directly about it because I've yeah. heard all these different things about people who've been targeted in one way or another and you you know what's happened to you is just uh, it's really uh, horrendous what they've done to you you know and yeah yeah well for, for no I mean, reason I've, well, I've, well they obviously have I've, a reason I mean I mean these people who've been doing this have you ever monitored them where they go like where you know are they in the house all the time next door to you or did they go out and work somewhere or do, are they well, some part not, of state or something like that or who, who are these people do you know do you have any any background well, that's, information that's what i'd like someone to investigate for me all i really yeah. know is a little bit about the movements the habits the name the, where some of them live that kind of thing that's the only thing and what, what i've observed um mm-hmm. so I, i'd love for someone to do that for me to trust me and have a look at some of these people mm-hmm. i do believe there are secret underground facilities where these people congregate and have their weird little meetings and weird little rituals Um, and I do believe as part of my targeting and part of the voices and chanting that I've heard I think that I have been privy to real real stuff that they've been doing their weird little rituals some of the time Uh yeah so that's another Uh little story do you want me to tell you some of the things that I've heard him chanting? Yeah, please yeah, tell us whatever you can. You know, I know. As I say, it's, I know it's difficult to kind of to kind of put this whole story together. You know, one one thing after another. It's it's a difficult story to tell, and you kind of forget things. But tell us, yeah, tell us more. Just whatever. Okay. Yeah. Well, what in terms of what the perpetrators have heard them say, their little things. One of the sets of neighbours, I heard them having a little group gathering kind of motivation session and they were going jake 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 so i don't know what the hell that means but that was one thing and then the other perpetrators the, the house on the wheel um where it was um the ones that managed to implant me i could hear them talking through the walls and sometimes through the chip they used to they used to pray to this imite they used to go imite 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 and they also used to say god is human God is human, and they go on like that, like a little mantra to themselves. And the old guy in that house as well, I heard him say, Jews don't lose, Jews don't lose. I actually heard him say that. Jews don't lose. Jews, like like in a little rhyme, Jews don't lose. It was like that, as though there's loads of O's in the Jews. (laughs) I heard him him say that, honestly. And I've, I've heard them go, Iran, Iraq. War, Iran, Iraq, war. This could all be psyop for me, you know, to, to make me think. You know, but I, I, but personally, I do believe that these were real, real yeah. rituals. Yeah. And I've, I've heard them say, "Ball, ball," over and over again. Ball, oh, yeah. uh, ball. I've heard them say my name over and over again, and a couple of other names. Yeah. I've heard them say, "Ma la 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 la." So maybe that might be significant to someone. And I've heard them say, look, human, not human, kill, kill, look, human, not human, kill, kill. I've heard them say that. So do you think they were were targeting your conscious energy? 
are, are, are taking from it, you know, like uh, sucking away your conscious energy for, for, for them, you know, to use. Do you know what I'm saying? I think, I think they... Um, I it seemed like they were, it sounded to me like it was some kind of ritual or ceremony that we were doing here. And they were, you know, I they mentioned your do, name I and think, they used it. So, yeah, go I think on. They do the, I think they do these little rituals to affect change and yeah. affect things in the world. You know, yeah. it's like a like a magic ritual kind of thing, like an occult ritual. That's what I think they do. Um, I've even heard them say Corona, Corona. That was December, January. But I, yeah. I, can't, I don't know whether that was before or after it came into the news. It might have yeah. been after, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but that's what they do. They have these weird little occult rituals, which I believe are in underground caverns or, you know, the tunneling mm-hmm. system. That's yeah. one thing about... Uh, Liverpool and the world, there's loads of tunnels everywhere mm. underground from Second World War. And oh, they yeah. do use them. Yeah. And the things that they've the things that they've chanted at me are like, you know, oh um homeless, homeless and all this, or Helen is stupid. Uh I'm, I'm trying to I made a list, I'm trying to list. Um that's very interesting. Talking about these tunnels, that was interesting because you know where the Beatles met up in the first place. The first place they met up was the Cavern Club in Liverpool. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. The Cavern Club, you know, it's yeah, just yeah. It yeah, yeah. And again, you know, the whole yeah. thing where the Beatles were all mind controlled as well. That's a that's another story. I mean, that's a they were kind of a product oh, of the yeah. Tavistock Institute, you know. So probably. Uh, yeah. yeah, probably. Yeah, it's all mm-hmm. the same people, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but I, I do think there is there is a whole world going on underground, and I wish someone could just find it or get yeah. evidence of it or record yeah. it or something. Because mm-hmm. that's that's the impression that I have from my from my experience. Yeah. Uh, I think to answer that other question about your conscious energy, I think they uh, they try and pull you in so that your yeah. conscious volition is leaning more and more towards them. All right. Trick the brain into being controlled by them, i.e. Uh, by the AI, yeah. and then you'd have just full, full takeover of your brain, you uh, wouldn't be you anymore. Uh, That's how I think it works. Uh, but they can, also, they can also manipulate your body with this technology mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. So, um, okay, like for people listening, you know, because a lot of us, we're, we're out there, we're talking about you know, controversial stuff. We're, we're, we're pointing at the, who we see as the enemy here. We're, mm-hmm. we're calling out all, all the stuff that's happening. We can see what's going on. Uh, yeah. We are possibly on that target list as well. Now, yeah. we have uh, Blackbird9 there in the chat. He He's had things happen to him after he kind of came out about 9-11. Uh, right, he had yeah, business sure. from all sorts of things like that has happened to him. He's got that story to tell. Uh, then you know what, Graham, what happened to Graham, you know, actually put out the YouTube channel. Like, these people come for you, of course, they weren't targeted in the same way as you were, but uh, I think this is the way they could come up, come after people like us, is they just find out where well, we are, and it's quite easy to do that now, and then just target well, us. Well, they're going to do it. They're going to do it. 
they're going to do it to everybody if we don't stop it. Um, yeah, but I think they'll kind of go to people like us first. They want the dissidents gone, you see. They want the... They, they want the yeah. Yeah. What I, I would, what I would strongly, strongly advise, whatever you do, uh, make sure you put bolts on your front and back doors. Make sure no one can ever copy your key and sneak in um, when you're sleeping. That's yeah. first priority. Good bolts yeah. on your doors. Uh, and even when you go out, you know, try and avoid anyone getting in because like, they could tamper with your food supply and, and do all kinds of stuff. So uh, try and um, have a system that, you know, an extra an extra lock that you can keep you can keep the key hidden so they can't photograph it, that type of yeah. thing. You yeah. do. I'm trying to have security cameras, I suppose. But, uh, yeah, just don't let them get potentially get access to you, especially when you're in bed sleeping. Yeah, get a, get a good guard dog, maybe, you know. It'll, uh... But the, if, they, if they're going to get you, probably with directed energy weapons and through your, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, um, yeah. Listen, we're coming up to the end of the show, um, Helen. So, any final thoughts uh, yourself? And we'll, we'll kind of let it go from here because, so, next next week, um, I'm going to have Loki Hundgard on from Canada, who I've had on the show before. And it's just interesting because when Helen contacted me, Loki came on as well. He's saying he's now, you know, we've heard about his story because he's been harassed by the Jewish establishment there in Canada big time and they're trying to put him in a way. And now they're they're using very devious methods to get him and he's been gang stalked and he's going to come on next week to talk about this so it looks like you know they're going for people like this uh, people like ourselves who are vocal and i think we all have to be very wary of what what, what the technology that they have and know the signs you know uh, the one thing they'll yeah. go for is you know, things like your health particularly and stuff like that you know um, we got we just have to be aware of it and uh, understand what it's all about and find ways of dealing with it if it does happen, you know. And not be afraid well, even to talk about it. You know, even people think you're nuts. Well, you know, it's it's there now. The technology is there and we just have to get it out there to as many people as we can because particularly as the people who are kind of awake to what's going on because I think they're definitely going to be targeting us, uh, all of, a lot of us now. Once this 5G gets on board and once they try and roll out this vaccine type of thing, you know, they're going to be, I think, coming for the likes of us first. You know, we're... Well, that's, that's a scary thing, because with the 5G, you know, it can... Um, it's millimetre wave technology, and it, they, they can um, they can do what's called beam forming. So mm-hmm. they, can, they can alter the beam, they can alter the frequency, they can point it at anyone and just zap you with it or do whatever. So that is... Yeah, that is really the, the big danger, yeah. big danger point there. So, uh, shielding, really, unless we can blow the bloody stuff yeah. up some or get it oh, rolled no. back. Uh-huh. Um, best you can do with shielding. I don't know what shield 60 gigahertz of lead. Mm. <laughs> I don't know, um, but uh, there might be some special shielding materials there. Keep your body covered up in special shielding uh-huh. materials or maybe, maybe turn a room into a Faraday cage. Yeah. Uh, you know, all of that kind of thing. We've all yeah. got to think about shielding now. Because mm-hmm. um, 5G is it's going to be lethal. Mm-hmm. And like I say, they've got the capability to just easily 
literally suffocate everyone because uh, mm. you won't be able, your body won't be able to uptake oxygen. Mm-hmm. And that's just, you know, like, like they were in Wuhan, just dying like flies. That was mm-hmm. yeah. suffocation, that was. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, 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 so the point is, COVID is 5G. 5G is the thing that we've all got to tackle. And we've got to see what the end game here is. We want to call people and the survivors. We want to integrate you with the smart grid system, with the 5G, with the AI, so that you'll be totally enslaved. Yeah. Enslaved, you won't be here anymore. You'll just be enslaved. Yeah, that's it. And then you'll be just—they'll just kill us off slowly. Then after that, once we've they've out, we've outdone our uses in this world, you know. Yeah, it's a. Uh, oh. Yeah, we'll just be like robots. We'll just be like robots. That's it. Yeah. Mhm. Okay, Helen. Listen, thanks very much for coming on and sharing your story. I mean, you know, uh, and this is still ongoing with you, so. Yeah. By the way, um, listeners, uh, Helen is a, uh, listens to the show pretty much every week, and she's in the chat room yeah. a lot as well. If you look at her chat, uh, her name on the chat as well, eighty-one profit is it? Eighty-one profit, yeah. Eighty-one profit. So if you see her in the chat room, say hello, and if anyone knows any more information or anything like, you know, reach out and um, um, contact her and whatever, you know, give us some assistance here too if you know anything else or anybody else who's going through similar type things you know we all have to kind of stick together here on this one so um so yeah helen thanks really for coming on you know stay in touch and um yeah and uh yeah so thanks very much again folks for listening uh a lot of food for thought here um bit of a black pill really when you think about it i mean it's not very nice what's 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 being planned for us but, you know, again, it's down to us to, to do this, to fight back and push back as best we can, and we'll just have to see where it all goes. And um, hopefully we can turn this around at some point, but we've got a lot of work to do. So I tell you, we'll be back next week with Loki Hulgard, and he'll be telling us more about what's going on with him. And um, until then, uh, we'll see you next week. Take care. Bye-bye.
Goyam 